0: Greetings and felicitations. You're listening to the Cherryland Chronicles. I'm not dead yet. I'm your host, Ben Hur. Sitting here, zero dark, zero. It is now the new year. It is 2024. As we say goodbye to 2023. We are here. I decided to do that right at the stroke of midnight just to usher in maybe something different. We'll see what happens, right? We have 365 more days to go see what's going to happen in our little world. What you're listening to behind me, I'm not playing a song, uh, is the uh, festivities going on all around San Antonio and my neighborhood and people just firing guns, 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 man. Everybody's got a gun. Everybody's shooting off their pistol. And I think we forget, maybe because it's the alcohol, that what goes up must come down. So there are going to be a lot of car windshields broken, busted, shattered. Uh, some homes will be hit and have the bullet penetrate the roof. Uh, it happens. It just depends on how high-powered the, the weapon is. But anyway, this is Episode 1, Season 4 of the Cherryland Chronicles. I'm not dead yet. So hopefully 2024 will bring a happier slant to things, and uh, we'll just try to get it done, try to get through this year, like we just tried to get through, we just got through with 23, we'll be here. Wow, my neighbors are going crazy, that's from across the street. (laughs) Well, there you have it. Uh, We're ushering 24 in with a bang, you could say. So stick around and we'll have more of the show and maybe less fireworks because it's midnight. All right. Well, stick around. We'll be right back. And we're back. You're listening to the Chairland Chronicles. I'm not dead yet. I'm your host, Ben Hur. Here we are. It has zero dark. It's like five minutes after 12. And uh, the fireworks have diminished a bit. But it seems people are trading in their fireworks for pistols, for firearms. And like I said at the intro, everything has an effect. Uh. Uh, you can you can tell what's a gun and what's not. At least in my neighborhood, you should be able to grow it up knowing, knowing what's a pistol, what's a, a, a rifle, a shotgun, whatnot. Uh, there you go. So, as I stated earlier, there are many sides to this. I know. I, I be, I'm, believe me, I'm a firm believer in the Second Amendment. And, yeah, you have a right to keep a firearm. To shoot it off in the city, in the air, and not knowing... I mean, children have been killed by extraneous metal just flying around in the the sky, coming back down. When I used to work at the the comedy club, uh, the next day after New Year's, I was there, because we were going to open, and one of the cooks told me to come into the showroom, so I went... And he found this because he was going to go have a smoke. He was on his way out, and he saw something shiny on the floor. And he bent over to pick it up, and it was a two twenty-three round. It was a round from an AR fifteen or something of that of that nature. And so I took the bullet, and I looked. I had had my flashlight with me, and I looked up. I showed the flashlight on the ceiling, and sure enough, there was a patch right above where the bullet was that had a big patch of uh, insulation missing, and I could actually see the hole in the roof, and it was about the same size as this bullet. So I went and I told my boss, you know, hey, you know, there's going to be a leak there when it rains, so you might want to get it taken care of, and she didn't. But well, that's another story for another time. But here's the thing. I wanted to talk about my dog is going absolutely bananas. He's breathing hard. He's all excited, he's agitated. He, he cuz they see the, the, the the pops scare him. Now, I don't know in his doggy mind what he sees. But he sees something really bad because it really spooks him. And this is not just my dog. These are, seems to be all dogs. My sister has a dog, a Jack Russell Terrier named Jolly. Jolly suffers from the same, I call it, my mom calls it PTSD. So Nat has PTSD, I guess, and it kicks in when people fire shoot off fireworks. But it's almost over, and he'll get over it and go to sleep, and he'll get together. his body will rest. But what has happened to dogs over the years? When I was a kid and we would pop fireworks... The dogs didn't have a problem with it. The dogs would be running around with us as we were running around with our punks in our hands, lighting fuses. It wasn't until about I got Nat, so that would have been f- five years ago, that he already had that in him. He was spooked. Okay, so there's Nat, there's my sister's dog, and now my my at my clinic, my tech has a dog named Jinx. He, she suffers the same malady. She needs to be tended to when fireworks are going on because she just go, she goes absolutely bananas. Look back. think about it. Does your dog go absolutely bananas? My sister's remedies she puts him in the tub. Yeah, he sits in the tub and he's happy as a clam. Uh, it was too late for us to put some to give give my dog some better drill just to chill him out. By the time the the real popping started, it was too late. Yeah, it was too late to give him anything, because there's a uh, there's a curve that you have to get in there and do that before it's too late. So here's a question: Does your dog suffer from PTSD? Does he run and hide when there's fireworks? I understand that dogs have a natural rhythm with life, and they. yawning and they uh, seek shelter when they feel an approaching earthquake or storm or something of that nature but fireworks they aren't necessarily natural they're man-made because of the gunpowder I mean right now my my I sleep in a front room my room smells like cordite gunpowder so does your dog have that same malady? Does your dog freak out when there's fireworks going off? If so, let me know. Drop me a line at, at, uh, on my Twitter account, Benher at TCCINDY, and tell me about it. Because I'd really like to know how many other dogs suffer from this malady. I think it's more than, than, I, than I know. Because if it's my dog, my sister's dog, my text dog, Dogs have changed over the years. I don't know if it's because they're more coddled. I, don't, I really don't know. I can't put my finger on that. But uh, let me know. You know, and you know, I'm not going to go because the vet's going to charge you $300 just to give you something you can buy over the counter. And I'm not going to pay $300 for a uh, yeah, I know, I still got the song running. I forgot to turn it down and tap it out. That's all right. We're almost done for this this segment. So we're going to do it in the new year, get better, work on ourselves, you know, try to get it, try to be better about things and, uh. We'll see, right? It's only the first day of a new year. Mistakes will be made. You're listening to the cheerline Chronicles. I'm not dead yet. Stick around. We'll be right back. Happy New Year. And we're back. <clears throat> You're listening to the Cherryland Chronicles. I'm not dead yet. And I'm your host, Ben Hurd. Thank you for sticking around. Well, sorry about that. I had uh, <clears throat> something that caught up, and I was chewing on my bagel at the same time. We are here, my friends and neighbors, in the new year, sitting here at zero dark thirty. Cup of coffee in my front on my on my not on my lap, but on my placemat, and a semi-toasted bagel already halfway eaten working on the rush well that's how my morning's going so far. Well friends and neighbors we are going into a new year with a little trepidation but we go into the year nonetheless together. The world Hasn't changed very much. It's still a very dangerous place, but it's still a very beautiful place. Why? Because we're teeming with life. Birds in the sky, fish in the ocean, and you and I sitting here at zero dark 30, right? (laughs) Well, we go into the new year, still engaged in two wars, a war in the Ukraine. Uh, It seems Russia versus everybody else, we were involved. We're sending munitions and money and aid to the Ukrainians in their endeavor to win. But will they win? We don't know. At last count, the Russians lobbed eleven missiles into civilian apartment buildings, killing civilians. They're targeting civilians now. That's the I don't know if that's the worst war because the war in Israel continues. We go into the new year in war in the Middle East. What is the war over? Oh, it's the same old nut. It's the same old nut. Uh, the Israelis and the Arabs do not like the... Uh, the Arabs do not like the Ara- the Israelis, and so they want to destroy them. And I don't mean kick them out. I want mean, destroy them, kill every last living one. And that's the God's honest truth. Well, right now, Hamas seems to be on the run. They're killing their leaders left and right. The most recent, they killed the guy that ran uh, the West Bank sector of Hamas. Blew up his entire building with with him in it. And now everybody's pointing fingers at the Israelis. Of course, of course, of course. No. That leads me to another little nugget. I saw this the other day. Now, I'm assuming these are American kids. They were on the, what was it, the main highway leading into the city or to the airport? That being, uh, Laguardia which is where almost everybody flies in out of New York from. Well, they were blocking the the highway with their cars, waving flags of Palestine and shouting, what's the little chant? Uh, NYPD, KKK, IDF, they're all the same. That's it. You know, I revel in the fact that in this country, we have the freedom of speech. They're exercising their freedom of speech, but it's kind of just because they're kids and they don't, I don't think they really understand the conflict at all. That the Israelis have been struggling for 2,000 years just to survive, not as, as individuals and as a nation. I myself am pro-Israeli. I consider myself an Israeli. I went to Israel, saw what they needed me to see, and I made a choice, and I stand with with Israel. Don't get me wrong, I have nothing against the Palestinians themselves. I have an issue with their terrorist groups, Hamas hezbollah, whatever whatever you call yourselves. Um, so that's that's where I stand. You don't have to agree with me that that's okay i'm I'm fine with that. I know what I know. And I made a choice, I made a decision. You guys have to do the same. But now, these kids that are protesting for Palestine, and really it's not Palestine, it's Hamas, they're, they're supporting a terrorist organization. Now, One to, um this one, this one. when I was in Israel <clears throat> one of our destinations was Yad Vashem which is the Museum of the Holocaust and you're you're, you're on a tour and you're, you're walking through this little maze of of, of um, displays and one of the things that I saw was a can of Zyklon gas. It was a canister where the Zyklon was stored in. There was an actual canister left over from World War II. They found it near some of the ovens, or some of the, the death chambers, actually. And next to that was a pile. Well, there were several piles. One was a pile of little shoes... A pile of eyeglasses. And the other pile, oh yeah, it's clothing. All from leftover victims of the ovens and the gas chambers. And there was a pain in the pit of my stomach. It was more like a whale. A whale of the dead that were standing there facing me in the form of clothing, shoes, and eyeglasses. And I realized what horrors they must have suffered at the hands of the Nazis. Now, afterwards I was I was physically drained. I was, it would just, it takes it out of you. Because if you're human, you're gonna feel something Forgive me. I'm I'm eating as I speak. Now. After I left after we left the museum. There's a big mural in the main courtyard as you walk out. Of course, I can't read Hebrew cuz it was in Hebrew and in German. And it basically said the atrocities that were suffered by the people of Israel at the hands of the at the Germans now about 10 years prior that's what the mural said the Germans German people go there to visit and to see and they 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 didn't like that sign because the sign said these are the atrocities that were suffered at the hands of the Germans. People got uh, uh, a little wary of that, simply because it said the Germans. And they had to make it clear to the Israelis at one point that the German people weren't at fault for that, those massacres. It was the Nazis. So could you kindly change the sign to reflect that not all Germans were Nazis? Nazis were Nazis, but most German people just wanted a life, to farm, to do whatever it is they did. And so they did. The Israelis changed that mural to reflect not the German people, but the Nazi party. When I left the when I left the tour our guide told us that we were now Israeli and so I consider myself Israeli so we're fighting this war and we're once again this is another war we're in because job gives aid munitions we give him everything to continue fighting the war and that's caused a lot of um, well, I don't know what the word would be. Disenchantment by people who believe. You know what? I, I I what the hell is that? I'm anti-war. I don't like war. I really, really don't. And uh, unfortunately, sometimes you need it. It's It becomes a very necessary evil to root out the cancers in the body human. And uh, yeah, you know, you, you get it. You understand. You understand where I'm coming from. But uh, anyway, getting back to the tale at hand, this is what we go into in 24. Hopefully it gets resolved peacefully, and that way we can go on with the process of living. But uh, until then, we're stuck with it. Just like you're stuck with me, Ben-Hur, for another year. Hopefully, fingers crossed, right? We want to get through it. We want to get through this year. Another year around the sun. Does that make us really super intelligent? I don't know. Then again, what do I know, right? You're listening to the Charland Chronicles. I'm not dead yet. Stick around. We'll be right back. Thanks. (laughs) And we're back. You're listening to the Chairland Chronicles. I'm not dead yet. I'm your host, Ben hurt Thank you for sticking around. Well, here we are a few days into the new year and still trying to figure out which way is up, I guess. It's like opening a new gift. You take it out of the box and you try to figure out where the batteries go, where the on-off on/off switches and the instructions, which you're never going to read. Right, guys? We get that TV right from the store or the Walmart. And you just start ripping the box open, putting it together. You have no idea what how, what goes where. But you're a man, so you think you do, right? I know. I've been there. I am there with this new year. <clears throat> but a lot of things are Very interesting. Uh, I got into it with the facility administrator of my clinic. You never see this woman. She's a ghost. And you wonder how anything gets done. So, this is what happened. This was on Wednesday because it's Friday the 5th. And uh, I saw her in the distance of the clinic going to each and every one of my compatriarchs and saying, Happy New Year. Well, she gave each person less than three minutes of pleasantries. Sorry, I'm munching on one of my uh, anti-phosphorus pills. So, out of the corner of my eye, I see her talking to my chairmate. And now she gets to me. Good morning. Happy New Year. I looked her dead and I said, just keep on going. And then she gives me the surprise look like, you know, like what you would give a kid. See, that's, that's the other thing about the clinic. They treat us like five year old children, like where I'm in the second grade. <clears throat> and it's just a little annoying. So I look at her in the eye and I say, Just keep on moving. I, I have nothing to say to you. So she gives me that surprised look and I'm saying, You know, in the past two weeks, your clinic's fallen apart. Nobody's here, and you're nowhere to be found. Where are you? Where, have you? where have you been for the past two or three weeks? And she's trying to talk me out of what I just said. And I said, you know what? Just keep on going because you're you're not. You're, I I don't want your your pleasantries. I don't want your your false crap. So she went on to the next patient and said the same thing. And then she disappeared. Where'd she go? I don't know. So I complained to my patient advocate. You know, I said, you have you have people that don't show up on time. Sometimes the clinic can't open on time because people aren't here. But where are you? Two facility administrators ago we had one that would jump right in and get the clinic started because that's what came first. This chick, I don't know, man. I really, really don't. I really don't. You know, I'm not trying to be a a prick or anything, but sometimes you can only take so much. It just sucks when you're sitting there at 4.30 in the morning And they can't open because there's no nurse there. Or a technician is running late, and they have been running late. I understand it's Christmas and all. And they put in some very weird and long hours. But, see, the thing first and foremost that they've told us from day one is we come first, but yet they don't prove it. It seems... Each individual that works there comes first because they let them run late. And when the facility administrator should be there cracking the whip, the whip sits silently on the wall. I don't know. I think they made a bad choice when they picked her to run this clinic. I really, really do. But anyway... Onward! I'm also munching on a bagel. Yeah, you know that. So the other thing is, went out to the store the other day. No pleasantries. But when it's a Christmas season, it's all Merry Christmas this, Merry Christmas that, Happy New Year this, Happy New Year that. And now that it's come and gone, to hell with you and all of mankind. And see, that's where it's wrong. Don't do it because the season demands it. Do it because you have a love and respect for your fellow man and you want everything to work out good or work out well. But once the season's passed, To hell with you. I don't know. I'm just... these are just observations. Things that I see. And you know... I wish I didn't see them. But yet, there they are. So... So far, how's your New year shaping up? Is it everything you expected? i got to ask that question because sometimes we think, I'm serious, we all have these delusions that the year's going to start. I'm going to win the lotto. I'm going to lose 50 pounds. My ex-love is going to come back to me. Mm-hmm. But yet, doesn't turn out that way. Why? I don't know. But once again, just like I told you, expectations—we have expectations that everything's going to happen just just like that, and it doesn't. <laughs> I'm chuckling because the radio's playing the opening music to this segment. It's crazy. It's weird. But anyway, getting back to it. How's your year shaping up? Does it look like even closest to what you expected it to be? Probably not. And you know what? That's okay. It's always good to be optimistic, to put your best foot forward when you're thinking about the future. Even if you don't have one. And, you know, it's exactly like that. And you just keep hoping and you keep praying. And that's the most important thing praying to a higher power and hoping that things do change and sometimes change in your favor. Help, even the best, like when Bayama, our new center, got dunked on the other day. And this guy's like eight. Hundred feet tall. I mean, he's got a hand that would cover the entire goal. He got he got dunked on. It happens. Happens to the best of us. Happens to the worst of us. But it happens. So, at this point in time, I can tell you you're listening to the Chairland Chronicles. I'm not dead yet. I'm your host. We'll be right back. Is hey uh, Come on, hey, hey, hey that's Let me tell you something, girl. I've been trying to say now. You look so sweet and you're so doggone. Fine. I just can't get you out of my mind. You become a sweet taste in my mind. And we're back. You're listening to the Chairland Chronicles. I'm not dead yet. I'm your host, Ben Hur. Thank you for sticking around. Well, <clears throat> the world hasn't changed much in the new year. Five days in, and we're still in the middle of a war with the Ukraine. Oh, not, uh, no, 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 no. Oh, let me back up. We're still in the middle of a war between the Ukrainian people and the Russians. Uh-huh. Now, I think that last check... The Russians had lobbed 11 very large missiles and two civilian housing, killing many, many civilians. Uh, Vladimir Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, has vowed retaliation and that he will get even on behalf of the Ukrainian people. With that said, we go down south a few thousand miles to the state of Israel. Israel is still at war with Hamas Now Make make sure you understand this They're not at war with the Palestinian people They don't have a beef with the Palestinian people They have a beef with Hamas Which is a terrorist organization And Well I disagree with war in any way shape or form Even though I was a warrior at one time And uh, War was my business and there was no war, so that means I was pretty good at what I did, along with several thousand other of my brethren, soldiers, mm-hmm. sailors, airmen, and marines. But now, it seems other people in other lands cannot stay away from the horrors of war or the necessity of war. I guess it's being human that war becomes an almost necessity. You have to take... What you think is yours or make things right. Something happened that 2,000 years ago or even 60 years ago. I know. I know. I understand. And there we have it. You have people that are unhappy for whatever reason. And uh, you have war. Now, the war in Ukraine... Is it solvable? Yes. Joe Biden does what he can to seem, seem to help continue the war by flooding uh, arms and money into Ukraine. But I've asked this basic question. So have many others. Okay, you've given the Ukrainian. I'm going to say the people instead of just saying Vladimir, blame it on Vladimir Dalton, Zelensky. Uh, seventy-five, and I think that the the price has gone up as to what we said there, but at the last check $75 billion. $75 billion. Now with that money, Joe Biden could have given every U.S. citizen a million dollars and not batted an eye. But we're sending the entire amount to Ukraine so that he can buy weapons. But at the same time, you got to kind of wonder, since the government was corrupt to begin with, why is it not corrupt now? And you know what? When there's a war on, corruption will run rampant because nobody's keeping an eye on where the money's going. Oh, yeah, it's going there. But how's it being spent? It's like the old, uh, well, no, you're walking... You're out and about somewhere. A person comes up to you, or they're holding a sign on the corner that says, We'll need food, you know, anything that you can give will help. That ran, I had that problem, this was a while back. I I was at a grocery store that just parked. Went inside and saw the homeless person there with their little sign that said, You know, have not eaten, hungry, help, all help will be appreciated, blah, blah, blah. When I came out with my goods, I saw the person still there, and I asked him, what is it you want? They said, I want to eat. I said, "Okay, hold on a second. So I put my things in my car. I went back to him, opened my wallet, and pulled a $10 bill, offered it to him. And he took the money, thanked me. And then sometime later on, I saw him again in a different spot. So I went up to him and I said, okay, I gave you $10 bill. Did you eat? And he just kind of looked at me and looked down. And I said, so, but you're still out here begging for money that you haven't eaten. I gave you $10. You could have eaten well, you know, but yet what did you do with it? And once again, he wouldn't answer my question because you bought drugs with it, right? Or you bought some booze, right? Just be honest, man. If you're going to take from people, be honest at what you're doing. And I guess I could say the same thing to our elected official. Be honest with the people that provide you that money. And once you know, I would say, well, the thing is they don't even know. They don't Even they don't know where it's going. But they're just giving it to the guy with a big old smile. Look, we're doing our part. It's, it's that simple, you know, but yet they're, they have a hidden agenda. They want to go buy drugs. They want to go buy booze. And if they were honest, nobody would give them anything. And they guess what? They may have to go out and work for a living, just like the rest of us do. But you know, that has been going on in society for thousands of years. As long as there are people that said, I can get something for nothing if I just look sad enough or disheveled enough or despondent enough. And, yeah, and we open up our wallets and we throw money at them and hoping the problem will go away, but it really, really doesn't. As a matter of fact, the problem increases in density and in volume because more and more people realize, wow, I can get by... Just begging, you know, at the end of the day, the the person that's begging on the corner will go back to their home where they live, pull out a lot of money, tens, twenties, fives, ones, and find out that it's several thousand dollars. It was a nice take for the day. So, we don't know where those billions of dollars are going that we dump into the Ukrainian people's war chest. Uh, Then you go down south to the Middle East, and it was the same thing. We're giving them money and weapons, but yet uh, it's the equivalent of if San Antonio went to war with say shirts it's a very very sm- it's a smaller country inside your own that you created hoping it would suffice and it's not you can tell so nobody's being honest about where all this money goes to and more and more people die you see the, the thing is is that Men are killing their fellow brother over ideology, over borders, over how you treat those people. Then again, here in the United States, we don't really have it any better because there's a group of people that we overlook all the time, and that's the Native American. They live here in in the United States in squalor you go to a reservation and there are indians there and they are trying to make it they have ramshackle homes with dirt floors i'm not i'm not kidding you this is this is true they have a rampant problem with alcoholism and this next generation suffers the same fate at the hand of drugs and alcohol I'm not saying they don't make it. Some do make it out of there. Some don't. They're still there because they have nowhere else to go. Those are that's their land that the government still takes away day after day, bit after bit, piece after piece. And the government will smile and say, "Endeavor to persevere." And that's actually a line from uh, the movie *Unforgiven* with uh, Clint Eastwood, where the Indian Chief Wadi says they were told by the government, endeavor to persevere. In other words, we're going to keep taking and taking. All you can do is sit there and eat it and smile. It's uh, it's a problem. It's it's just the, the names and the color of the people change. That's about it. And so there you have it. This is the problems of of the world. You're listening to the Chairland Chronicles. I'm not dead yet. I'm your host, Ben Hur. Stick around, we'll be right back. (laughs) And we're back. You're listening to the Chairland Chronicles. I'm not dead yet. I'm your host, Ben Hur. Thank you for sticking around. And as I do that intro the things I was going to talk about in this segment just completely flew out of my head. So give me a minute. I was having a senior moment. So, uh, oh yeah, yeah, here we go. How's your new year shaping up after the champagne, after the, after the roar of the fireworks and we're five days into the new year. How has your new year been shaping up? Is it, is it shaping up to like more of the same of 23? The only thing we've changed is the number. I, I get you. I follow you. You know. What do you expect of the year? And I guess this question is, what was your highlight? or your low light of 2023. In my case, I guess getting dumped again would probably be the top reason for my dislike of 23. And I tried even harder this time, but still wasn't good enough because she... I guess she knew where I was going to go. And she put, put a stop at every turn. And by the time I realize it, I'm turning in circles. I'm like that weird little toy that you wind up and it just, as soon as it runs into a wall, it it turns and then it runs into another wall and it keeps just turning until it's just going in a circle. And I know some of you are thinking, well, why did you even go back to that woman? If she's done this to you time and time again, why do you go back? And the answer for me is simple. I'm in love. I love her. And maybe I'm bound by a, a, a promise I made to her father that I would take care of her and her daughter. I never even got that. I came close to that, getting that opportunity, but it never happened. And I know many of you have said, you know, you should just dump her and move on with your life. It's not that easy. And if you've ever been in love, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, then you really don't have a leg to stand on because... You don't know how I feel about her. Even now, I I feel her, you know, and yeah, it hurts, you know. I don't know how else to tell you. But anyway, my 24, it's taking shape. But like 23, it will not take a full shape because just too much crap has happened. And, you know, I realize... I screwed up too. I I made some mistakes and I should have moved forward with her a lot faster a long time ago than be where I'm at now. And here I am where I'm at now. You know, you've heard me whine about being my heart being broken again and this and that and the other thing. And you know what? Maybe I deserved it. Maybe I did. I don't know. I don't know, but all I do know is I'm here and wishing, and that's all I can do is wish. But reality is what it is, and here we are, right? So anyway, like I said, my 24, eh, it's taking shape, but probably won't. But then again, you never know what's going to fall into your lap. And that's what you have to be thankful for, I guess. I know that I have some very good friends out there. One of them is a friend of mine, my shipmate from many, many years ago, who lives in North Carolina. <clears throat> he and I talk, I think of any friend that I have, he's the one that I talk to the most. I mean, I, I go out, we even go out of our ways to call each other. Him living in North Carolina and me living here in Texas. <clears throat> But, uh, anyway, I have, I do have, a, have one good friend that I know of, another one that I don't talk to very much about because he's got a life and I don't want to bother him. His name's Bernie. So, you know, that in itself is a good thing, you know, because it's funny <clears throat> I have a relative who boasts about having friends. And when my mom was telling me this, I said, Hey, does he have any friends? I would give him uh, as a gift, $16,000. Yeah, that's what happened to me last year, last Christmas. I got a Christmas card from my friend in North Carolina. I'm losing my voice. It seems like anyway, my friend in North Carolina sent me a Christmas card and I didn't think anything of it. You know, it was the season. People give, send cards. I opened the card to see what it was. was written on the inside. And something fell out. And it floated down to the ground. I picked it up and it was a check for $16,000. My friend had reached into his pocket and given me $16,000. Nobody's ever even given me $100, much less $16,000. So I called him and I told him, and he said, "Nope, don't worry about it. It's a gift. I even checked that you don't have to. There's no tax because it is a gift." And he said, "What had happened was he lost his the love of his life uh, about a year earlier, and he has all this money saved up from her, uh, her insurance and her care and all that, and he had this surplus." Didn't know what to do with it. And he likes to help people. So he decided to help his old shipmate and sent me a check for $16,000. Has that ever happened to you? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it has, you know. <clears throat> I don't know that if I had that kind of money, what I would do with it. Maybe I would share some of it with other people because, you know, now my friend Mike has a very giving heart. He's a good person. He's a good man. I don't know if I can make that boast. I would hope I could, but I don't know, given my nature. Uh, yeah, I know. So, good friends, family, Now, family, my sister's still not talking to us. What that is all about is in her head. I don't know. My mom and I have beaten our head against a rock trying to figure out what happened, what we did. And you know what? We didn't do anything. This is all a concoction of her mind. I don't know where it's coming from, but it's coming from that, from there, I guess. And there's going to come a time when she's going to need us. And we have to make a decision. Do we help her or do we not? Your heart says help her because she's family. But your mind says, you know, she screwed us over. Turn about is fair play, as they say. I don't know. Has a family member ever, ever turned on you? I know somebody that once said they were—they've been betrayed here. They've been betrayed there. We you know you can toss the word betrayal around where it's just like just another word, like "f you." You know, how I, I was betrayed? Uh, no, Jesus Christ was betrayed. That's the ultimate betrayal. But yet we've all been Judas at one time or another in our lives. I could be bitter and say, oh, yeah, I was betrayed by this gal, you know, blah, 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 blah. But no, I was, it's a two-way street. I had a part in it. You're listening to the Chairland Chronicles. I'm not dead yet. I'm your host, Ben Hur. Stick around. We'll be right back. Well, it's all right. Riding around in the breeze, well, it's all right. If you live the life you please, well, it's all right. Do With the best you can, well, it's all right. And we're back. You're listening to the Chairland Chronicles. I'm not dead yet. I'm your host, Ben Hur. Well, I don't know if you've noticed, but these, this podcast, particular episode, every segment, I kind of cut it off and didn't finish, simply because this is probably the way many of you feel about 2023, a lot of things were not finished, and now it's up to 24 for you to finish them, and then you know, where do we think? We think, where do we go from here? Well, that's exactly what you do. You go from there. You find a way, you make a path, you make a hole, and you get through it. You're probably wondering, well, he's a little bit nutty. Man, maybe I am, you know, but things are what they are and you go forward. That's all you can do is move forward, put one foot in front of the other and go. And as you know, with this show, when you listen, when you hear the traveling Wilburys end of the line, you know, we've reached the end of this episode. Now you might feel a little bit toward change, but then again, that's the way life is, isn't it? You're bound to feel short change at some point. And you kind of want that change back. But it's not going to happen because that's the way life is. So I tell you to do this. Put one foot in front of the other. If you can't take normal steps, take baby steps. And you'll find that you'll be able to wade your way through it again. Until you're walking, until you're strutting on both legs, on both feet. Don't sweat it. You're going to be all right. We all will. Maybe things will, will smile in your favor and you get to go forward. But anyway, uh, my ending, my end greeting is still the same. To live, to laugh, to love. To live today as if it's your last day on this earth because guess what? It just might be. And if you have love in your heart and you're telling your fellow man that you love them, you'll be all right laugh, laugh at what goes on. I'm not saying life's a joke. Believe you me, it's not. But there are some opportunities in life where you just want to laugh your ass off when you stop and think about them. And I'm going to tell you, I need to tell you a story. I wanted to tell you last episode, I forgot to tell you this episode, about the funny things that have happened in my life. And when I look back, and you know what? At 63, I have the opportunity to look back and laugh. And I guess that's success. you you've kind of winning. And love. Love your fellow man. Love your family. Love your friends. And love yourself. And life will be all right. And wow, I've, <laughs> I've talked more than the, song, the ending song, but that's all right. Right? So live, laugh, love. Do this, and I think you will live a long, happy life, or maybe an unhappy life, but a life nonetheless, right? All right, my friends and neighbors, my brethren, I love you. Take care of this new year. Tread lightly, but keep treading. Don't stop, and you'll be fine. This is your host of the Chairland Chronicles, Ben Hur, Episode 1, Season 4. Thank you for taking this ride with me, and sometimes the road will get a little bit bumpy, but that's life, right? That is life in a nutshell. It's always—it's not always smooth sailing. It's a rough road sometimes. But you know what? If you keep going, keep moving forward, you'll be fine. Once again, this is your host, Ben-Hur, saying you're listening to the Chairland Chronicles. I'm not dead yet. And this is your ever-loving, humble host, Ben-Hur. So take care, friends and neighbors, and then until next week, which is going to be right around the corner, we'll get into it even further. And we'll see where this journey takes us, you and me and anybody else. And you can share these Chairland Chronicles. uh, And you can respond to me at Ben-Hur at T-C-C-I-N-D-Y on Twitter. See ya.